Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, 4x4 Trail Talk, presented by Trail Gear. In this episode, I interview Matt Messer, the CEO of Trail Gear, talking about his off-road journey. Let's get started. So our first episode and our first guest on the first episode is Matt Messer. Welcome to the show, Matt. Um, so for the people who don't know who Matt is, give us a quick yeah, intro. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, on the show. So that's awesome. Yeah, so Matt Messer, who is Matt Messer? Uh, I'm just an average guy, nothing special. Uh, I have a passion for off-roading uh, that, that started at a super young age. You know, my family, my dad bought a Jeep. Uh, actually, I think he inherited that Jeep. Uh, from his dad. So in the early 70s, I mean, we were out on the trail, you know, smashing around before there was really, you know, any, um, you know, aftermarket products to make really great improvements. So that's really how I got my start was just bouncing around in the back of this Jeep with my dad. How, how old were you in that? That was shoot. I, I was young, probably five, seven oh, years wow. old, five to seven years old, somewhere in there. Um, and when you kind of started growing up after that, what was your first off-road experience like by yourself or? Um, I, I don't know, if, uh, like by myself, but I mean, from there it just progressed to motorcycles and quads and, you know, just whatever else we could, we could uh, get, get on and ride and have a good yeah. time. My first uh, Toyota, that was a 1982. That was the first vehicle you bought? No, first Toyota truck. Okay. It was yeah. a 1982 long bed, <laughs> four wheel drive. Wow. And so um, that, was, that was the start. And so I got that truck and we started working on it, building it. I mean, back then it was, I think, Downey Off-Road. Oh wow! Made made some some lift uh, <laughs> kit kits for it. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one. Like, I think it was Northwest Off Road or something like that. Are they still around? Um, I think oh, Downey is still down, around. Well, Downey uh, Jim Sickles, yeah, uh, previous owner of Downey. I mean, he's no longer operating the company. That was one of the first acquisitions oh, that yeah. Trail Gear made was to take over the Downey header line and their uh, their air intake. Okay. On. So that's where that, that door came from. That's an Ivan Stewart, 1983, his year, that year that he raced that truck. Um, that's an original door. While we're talking about it, how did that happen? How did you get your hands on that? Yeah, just my relationship with Jim Sickles over the years from Downey. And I remember going down and spending time in his shop. And... Uh, during the time that we were, were getting ready to to acquire his product line and, and yeah. he he was one of the original sponsors for Ivan Stewart way back in the day. Oh wow. And so he really sort of get, gave Ivan a, a start. And so you know I'm looking at all of these doors and panels. He's got uh, quarter panels, he's got doors, he's got bed panels up on the wall and I said I got to have all of that, I want all of that. And he goes, oh, no, 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 you can't have that. I have to give that to my employees. My employees have already, you know, yeah. said they want it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. 
But anyway, so fast forward, I don't know, at least eight years after we made that acquisition, yeah. I get this phone call. He says, Matt, it's Jim Sickles. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And he's like, I remember you wanted those Ivan Stewart, you know, panels and doors. I got a door for you. Oh, wow. I'm going to send it to you. I'm like, dude, that is money. Awesome. Thank you. So That's anyway, awesome. that, I finally got my, my Ivan Stewart door. So it was pretty cool. People who are listening, you're not watching, we have a really awesome old looking Ivan Stewart door, Toyota door. It looks really good. Um, so so uh, going back to the beginning, uh, when you got your to first Toyota, yep. so um, did you ended up spending money on it or like how did that that yeah. started like yeah yeah i mean that's how it starts you you know you get the truck and and then you go out and you you try to to hit a, a trail yeah and you quickly find out that you need power steering yeah. and you need bigger tires and you need a locker <laughs> and uh some some armor maybe <laughs> and you struggle through uh the first first couple years of, of wheeling that way but you progressively start building the truck yeah and so that's how it works i mean as you the more that you wheel the more confident you get the more skill that you get um and so yeah that's that's kind of the progression of how um how it works were you wheeling with your buddies or you were wheeling alone or who were you wheeling uh, with wheeled, wheeled with my buddies of course um and then uh did a lot of wheeling with with my girlfriend who turned into my wonderful wife and we spent a ton of time just camping you know we wow. load up the truck and take off and uh you know we get into these high altitude lakes and just camp and enjoy awesome i love that um so do you remember what was the first off-road product you spent your money on or when was that like with your with the truck uh first off-road product hmm or what was it like? Was it a locker or what was it like? The I first think it was tires. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was it was the year that BFG had released uh, the 32 inch <laughs> mud terrain. Everybody was like 32s. Oh my god! Oh, it was incredible. A 32 inch tire. It was unheard of. <laughs> and so I went right out and uh, I bought a set of those 32s. And I put them on, and of course with the Toyota. I had zero power because oh I hadn't re-geared yet. So that's the very next thing you do is you put these big old tires on and, and you try to drive the truck and you're just like, it's gutless. And Did you regret it instantly? Oh, I shouldn't have bought the tires first. No, heck no. You just no. like, you know, these are awesome. So now I got to get some gears. And, and again, that's just a progression. You know, you do one thing and that uh, requires something else to, you know, You just start spending money and... Yep. Go into yep. that black hole, it never ending black hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where did you go to school, college? Uh, I went to Fresno State University, right here in Fresno. Um, were you doing anything with school related to off-road or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, not, I mean, off-roading's always been a part of my life, but um, I'm trying to think if I, if I did any school projects that were uh, how to direct was your major direct. was your major engineering or something it's industrial technology okay uh, with emphasis on computer-aided manufacturing wow. so um, it's a it's a great degree uh, for a guy that uh, 
doesn't have the ability to do all the math. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not a math guy. Um, so uh, engineering would, would never have, have worked out for me. Although uh, every job I've had up to this point has been design engineering. I mean, those are all the positions that I've held through my, my career. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, what was your first job? Uh, after college? Or just first job in general in your life? First job ever. Ever. McDonald's. <laughs> I lasted two days. Oh my God. I would have never expected that. Yeah. Really? I, I, was, I was terribly embarrassed <laughs> to go work at, at McDonald's, but I did it. And they didn't give me any training. And I ended up like burning myself on this crazy like bun toasting. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you lifted it up and it had like all these layers and you were supposed to throw these buns in there. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> anyway, I ended up burning myself. And then uh, I think what happened was some of my friends came in and I just got mocked. Totally oh mocked behind the counter. And that was it. I said, I'm, I'm never doing this again. And Did so you get I, fired or you just I just like, left. I don't even go, didn't even go back for my, my paycheck. I think oh minimum wage was like $4 an hour or something. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. Classic old days. First job of Matt Messer McDonald's. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, so uh, after college, you, you were going outdoors and stuff. How did, how did rock crawling started did rock crawling came first or the desert rating or de desert racing rock crawling came first so how did that start for you so what happened was when i met trisha i had i was into mini trucks i had like a lowered nissan truck and she's just like no i'm not having that yeah. it's too gangster that's no you need to get a four-wheel drive yeah i'm like i'm down for that yeah so she was the one that kicked me in the butt and so got me started uh, with the the whole Toyota thing, and so thanks to Matt's wife. Yeah, I went out and bought bought my that first '82 long bed. Um, and so, what was the question? So I mean, uh, how did like rock crawling start? Oh, rock thing? crawling. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. So um, fast forward through the years, I have I don't know how many Toyotas, too many to count. Yeah. That I just bought total junkers built them into rigs I could wheel yeah. and then ended up selling them. Yep. And that was sort of the cycle. Buy a Toyota, build it, wheel it, sell it. And Was that like a business for you for a while or no, you were just doing it? No, just, just a love, love for, for uh, wheeling and, and love for uh, Toyota trucks. So um, there was a time, so fast forward to about 93, uh -huh. 1993, that's when Trisha and I got married. We're dirt poor, but nothing. So what happens? <laughs> you sell the toys. No more jet ski, no more Toyota truck. Uh, and you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And um, and so started having kids, having a family, and yep. eventually, um, so I graduate college, 96, get my first job. I think my first job paid $32,500. <laughs> we were rich. <laughs> We were loaded. We're like, no. yes, jackpot. This is life. Yeah. And so, um, you know, things progress from there and you make more money. Yeah. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So finally get, get back into uh, wheeling again, buy another truck. And What truck did you buy then? It another was Toyota? an 84. When I, when I came full circle and got back into it, it was an 84. Pickup? Pickup. It was a long bed. 
which I wasn't really wanting, but yeah, it was a good deal. So I bought it. It was super clean. Yeah. And I built that truck. <clears throat> and thanks to California smog laws, that's what pushed me over the edge yeah. into really building my first buggy, which was a Formula Toyota. That's when Mike Hendricks had designed the chassis for, for F-Toy. Yeah. And so I said, that's it. I'm I, The truck will not pass smog. I'm tired yeah. of messing with it. Yeah. I'm done. And yeah. so I built this buggy. And then I remember opening up. Um, and is that the Black Betty we're talking about or F-Toy? Uh, the F toy, F toy, gotcha. F toy, yeah. And so I remember opening up a magazine, um, and I remember seeing like Shannon Campbell and the single seat, the red single seat uh, car that he had built, buggy had the dual exhaust, V eight. Oh. I mean, this thing looked like a rocket ship, you know. Wow, yeah, I remember that one. And so. I go out to, uh, I see that there's a, a Cal Rocks event. Yeah. And it's out at, in Cougar Butte. So I said, I'm going to go check this out. Yeah. So I drive all the way out there. And first thing I see is Shannon Campbell rolling down the side of the, of the course, <laughs> lands on his wheels, boom, right back on the course. And I said, okay, <laughs> I want to do this. Wow. And so I came back and I got serious and I finished the F toy. And um, did you did you compete there or what was it going on at that event? I what? just went to watch. Okay. And just so, a spectator. Yeah, a spectator. Gotcha. So built the F toy and that was two thousand five or six. Okay. I went to my first event with the F toy and uh, I believe it was also uh, Hobie Smith's first event. We met, that's where we met. We were both lost in the desert trying to find <laughs> The event site, and uh, where was that? Where was the event site? It was at Cougar Buttes. Oh, same and, place. Yeah, we're, we I think we ran into each other. Literally, almost crashed into each other. He was wow. driving this crazy bucket of bolts RV that was so <laughs> sketch, and uh, we're on Rock Camp Road, I think it is. But anyway, yeah. So that was the first event. We got out there. I was terrified. Yeah. I get on the first course, and uh, I see this guy rolling. Uh, down down the hill in front of me, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> anyway, but that was the start of it, and we did really well. I think we got first or second in that first event. So, oh wow! Yeah. Did, did you good. have any spotter or some someone, or were you alone? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think my brother-in-law, Craig. Oh wow! Was spotting for me. He was my first spotter. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so after when you started rock crawling, you just kind of decided oh this is what i want to do for a while like how did how did it go about from there like what were you thinking of making a career out of it because matt messer kind of became a brand uh from there in rock crawling how did that happen like were you thinking about this well at the time so um right at that time that i built built that first formula toyota vehicle yeah um i'd already started designing products Okay. And so for Toyotas? Yeah, for Toyota. So um back to that that 84 long bed yeah. that I had purchased. Um and John Bundrant might be angry with me after the, I make these comments, but <laughs> me and John are good. Yeah. He's my bro. So, um I place an order with All Pro Off-Road for high steer high steer kit. A high steer kit for my 84. And I think it 
was $1,400 or something crazy like that. It wow. was a ridiculous amount of money. What year was that? Shoot. 2005 or something? Oh, $1,400 for yeah. a tier kit. Wow. So I get the kit. Actually, I, I, I wait weeks and weeks and weeks, and I finally get the kit. Yeah. And I get it, and I'm like, man, what am I doing? I, I, this is what I do. This is what I do. I design products. I mean, yeah. And so I said, that's it. I'm going to start manufacturing this stuff. And so, um, so that's that, how it all started is, wow. is I just decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to start designing the product and I'm going to start manufacturing the product. And uh, so you kind of owe it to all pro because it kind of <laughs> designed through my frustrations uh, of, <laughs> yeah. of not getting my product when, when, yeah. when he said I would get it. Um, that's what sort of like lit the fire to really go out and kind of change the industry. Yeah. You know, with everything that I learned in my previous employers, yeah. I knew what was possible. Yep. And I knew um, the improvements that we could make. Yeah. One being having inventory on the shelf, two being uh, mass producing the product so that we could get the price point down so yep. many people could enjoy the product. Exactly. Um, you know, the the everyday average person could could enjoy it and that's really what we've done and that's one of our big accomplishments at trail gear is being able to um, mass produce products and get the price down to the point where you know it's it's not this gigantic huge investment so, and you can get it shipped yeah same day exactly um, so uh, kind of coming circling back to the rock crawling when did you kind of decided to make it your, or when did it became your career a side career yeah, I mean, I just, it just, the, after the first event, I was obviously just completely hooked. And um, from there, it just progressed. And it was a perfect match to, to, uh, to trail gear, obviously. So, um, you know, we would build product, we'd put it on the Formula Toyota, we would test it, go out to the hammers and wheel, uh, go to the rock crawling events and wheel. And obviously, it was great advertising. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just progressed from there. Okay. Uh, when did, after doing all that rock crawling and stuff, when did the desert racing started for you? Well, yeah, you can thank Dave Cole for that one, you know, give Dave some props for, uh, and Jeff Null also. Um, what year was that, like when you kind of started getting into desert racing? Uh, well, they started King of the Hammers. I don't even remember what what year it was that it started. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, you know, my, one of my employees, Chris Geiger at the time, went out and ran that that original year yeah so he's really the one of the og guys um so i consider trail gear to be og yeah king of the hammers um anyway so yeah year after year i mean that just was like raising the bar yeah and you know i raced that formula toyota on lee springs several years at king of the hammers it was ridiculous yeah but we did it and we had an awesome time and it was a great adventure and so from there, it just progressed into uh, more capable cars, faster cars. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how, how it started. Um, you, you sold your last, the, your uh, desert racing car, right? Yeah, the IFS car yeah, that IFS. we built. Yep. Uh, how long you had that one? We had that car for about two years, and we had a great time. The, the first first year out was extremely rough. We ended up crashing the car, and it was horrible. We got helicoptered out. It was it was bad. 
wow. really bad. A lot of things went bad that year for us with, with the car. But um, we also had a lot of success that same year. Yeah. We won Cinco de Bajo uh, or Cinco, whatever it was. Um, Not Cinco de Mayo, right? No. <laughs> Uh, Cinco de Baja, I guess, is what they call it. Uh, it was a, an event out in um, New Mexico. Okay. And so we overalled that race, and we had a great time. Nice. We raced uh, the Mint 400 that year and ended up fourth. Um, but I think there might have been four cars in our class. <laughs> so really, we got <laughs> Not last. too hot on that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> we had major fuel issues. Um, but we raced the NorCal series and dominated that first year uh, at NorCal. We were a little bit ahead of the curve uh, as far as, you know, that type of car racing at, at that particular event. Yeah. So we had a good time. You guys were, like, doing really good. What kind of stopped for you guys, like, made that decision, oh, we're not going to do hardcore desert racing anymore? Yeah, so that really just came down to um, a priorities decision for me personally. Okay. To go out and properly race at the top level, which we were doing, um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of money. And looking at uh, some of the uh, pain, pain that we were going through at Trail Gear, um, you know, it hasn't always been uh, just this wonderful, uh, you know, looking through the rose-colored lenses at Trail Gear. We've had some financial challenges. And that would, at that particular time, we were being challenged big time and I just did not feel right about spending the money on racing. Yep. Um, and so uh, with a lot of thought, with a lot of prayer, um, the phone rang and it was Greg Adler and he said, hey Matt, I wanna buy your car. And I'm like, it's not for sale. And he goes, everything's for sale. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, Greg. And uh, he goes, well, just give me a number. And so, you know, I thought about it and and uh, we agreed on a number that was, I think, on a Friday. I drove the car down on a Monday. Um, Greg took possession of, of the car. And uh, I cried all the way home. Oh, yeah, I would too. Because I was yeah. so sad. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, it was really the right decision. Yeah. Um, it gave me so much extra time to focus on the business. Yeah. And that's exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. And so we did that, and that year that I didn't do any Ultra 4 racing, um, we, we experienced, uh, well, I experienced really the best year of just getting rest, um, being focused. Kind of like healing from all the beat up you have gone Well, it was 10 years. It was basically, we had consistent. gone 10 years straight of, of rock crawling, rock crawling trail riding events, desert racing, I mean, it was a lot, and so we just had this one year of just downtime, and then we, I still had my single-seat car that, from, from rock crawling, and so um, I, I remember, I don't remember who called me, maybe it was Rich from We Rock, said, hey, are you gonna, why don't you come out to an event? We're going to be at Donner. Before, you know, that, had, before that, you never did We Rock? No, I did. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. we did. We, were, we, we stopped everything that year. Oh, gotcha. That one, the year that I sold the, the race car to Greg, we stopped everything. Gotcha. And just kind of just chilled okay. and focused on the business. And so, anyway, funny story, Nick, who was my spotter at the time, I'm like, hey, let's, let's go do a rock crawling event. Let's just get out of here and go do that. 
And you guys are going to Donner, huh? Yeah, we, we, we went up to Donner, but we like, it was funny because we're so used to prepping for these big desert races. I mean, three sets of, of tools, three sets of spares, chase trucks. Uh, I mean, it's so like a much crew, work. Yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And we grabbed a five gallon jug of, of race fuel, one spare tire, and put the car in the truck, and I think a, a small bag of tools. That's it. And, and we're like, we're idiots. We gotta get back into rock crawling. This is way too easy. Oh, wow. And so we went up there and we had a great time. I think, I think we, we may even have won that event. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, that's what's up with that. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, did you guys ever thought of doing, or you personally thought of doing Baja 1000? Uh, I had dreams of racing Baja. Um, but the reality is my, my go fast days are over and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Come back to Baja. Let's do Baja, Matt. Will you, ever, will you ever want to do it? I don't think so at this yeah. point. Um, you know, to, the only way I could possibly do it is to, to catch a ride in somebody else's vehicle. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even know if I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, I wouldn't want that responsibility of, yeah. of, uh, driving somebody else's vehicle. Yeah. So right now it's a no. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind of going back to like you were talking about how it took toll on your body for yeah. like doing that for 10 years. If there's like a young enthusiast or someone who's trying to get into like hardcore off-roading because you were doing hardcore, like doing it for fun is different. Yeah. And if someone who wants to make this as a career, what would you suggest them as this as a sport? Like what they should do to recover their body and mental everything like that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be into it uh, at the level that we were into it, I mean, basically, I mean, eating healthy, exercising often. I mean, th those are two key things. Drinking a ton of water. Matt is a big runner. Um, yeah, love to run. Um, but yeah, core, working on your core, that's probably the number one thing um, that's going to give you the strength that you need to to, to stay in the car for 10 hours at a time. Yeah, that's I mean, a long the time. Last, the last King of the Hammers race, uh, we finished ninth, and it was 10 or 11 hours in the car. And that's not like a straight road. You're going no, through everything crazy. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that 10 hours will hurt for sure. Yep. And, I mean, there's times where we've, we, we broke down, uh, we broke down on... Uh, highway 20 or something like that that trail out there and we had every wrench we needed except the one we really needed and so i jumped out of the car and i literally ran two miles to the pit and two wow. miles back and wow. so you know being in shape is a huge thing i mean because there's things that you that are unexpected that you may have to do so, so running paid off there huh it did <laughs> i was running through the desert i looked like chevy chase from vacation <laughs> a total maniac <laughs> That's awesome. So I guess just kind of stay in shape, educate yourself and 100%. Yeah. Yep. Eating healthy, staying active and and truly working out. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um what's what's the thing you wish you knew when you started all this uh or like your offer journey if you look back at it because like you thinking about oh man why did i buy that car or why did i do this 
I don't really have, a, a, honestly, I don't have a lot of regrets. My business style, um, I'm, I'm a type A, I'm super aggressive uh, in, in everything that I do. I'm not scared of failing. And trust me, we have failed in every possible way you can think of. Uh, and sometimes with, with a big financial price tag, but that's okay because that's how we learn. I love it when somebody tells me, oh, you can't do that. Really? Let watch me. me. <laughs> watch me. Let me show you how it's done, bro. Love and, that. And that's what we've done. And I, I think that um, the success of Trail Gear, I mean, that's a testimony of, of our style, of my style of doing business. And we have ticked off a ton of people in the industry. Well, sorry. You know, we, we play for keeps. I'm here to dominate the off-road industry uh, on a global platform. We're not just here to serve our local community. We serve the world. Yep. Yep. Well, leaders not always get like a good rep, so it's not, I, I think. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, it's very tough. Being a leader is always. You, you, you definitely learn to, to grow some thick skin. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that took a while stings at first but then you're just like whatever and you stop listening to those noises yeah that's exactly what it is you don't listen to the naysayers don't listen to all the whiny crybaby web wheelers yeah you just stay focused on the goal yeah. and and keep moving forward uh, one thing my mom always says she's like when the people in your closer circle when they start telling you like your parents or your brother and sisters when they start telling you you're doing something wrong then, then that's a reality check. But if you're going towards your passion 100% and people close to you, they're telling you, oh yeah, you're, you're doing great. Yeah, Keep yeah, doing that. Yeah. So that kind of gives you a reality check. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so kind of thinking of you, um, definitely Stuart is like one of your guys. If you had to think of top three people who kind of are on your list that these are the people I look up to in the off-road industry, um, who would that be? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, there's diff that's a kind of a loaded question. Yeah. Because there's, there's different types of people out there. If I'm, if I'm talking just rock crawling, Jason Polly, love Jason Polly. Wow. He used to just be in awe is watching he, Jason. Is he still around? Yeah, oh, yeah, he, I'm, I'm seeing him he doesn't crawl anymore. He's, okay. but he's, you know, runs his shop uh, still. Come um, back, Jason Polly. Yeah, Jason Polly is he's a legend in rock crawling, and he did things that didn't seem possible with his 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 rear steer car, <laughs> and it was insane. Um, Jesse Haynes, you know, yeah, love Jesse Haynes. He's he's a great customer of ours. He's also a great friend of mine personally. And, uh, Love Jesse. He's, he's a, always on the cutting edge of, of developing new new things, new crawlers. Um, it's so much fun to like watch Jesse compete every time. It's just so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It really is. Um, Shannon Campbell, um, the dude never gives up. <laughs> never, never gives up. No is not an answer in his dictionary. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, so Shannon's been uh, a great... Um, person to watch and, and uh, he's, he's also a pretty good friend of mine. It's been, been a while since we talked, but uh, you know, Campbell's are a great family. Yeah. Um, who else? 
What about like desert racing and stuff or like go fast uh, if you had? Um, probably, I mean, Ivan Stewart, awesome. Um, Walker Evans, I got a great shot on the, that picture over there, that end picture of Walker. Yeah. Giving me the, uh, the low down right before uh, one of the uh, King of the Hammer, Hammers races. And uh, we're just talking, and I'm like, all right, so what's the deal, Walker? What do you got for me? He goes, don't follow too close in the dust. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now who it was, but that same, w within two, two hours into the race, wow, who was it? Oh, man. Um, this is that KOH? Yeah. Somebody had stopped in the dust on the race course, right before a hazard. Oh my God. And I ran up on him. It was Tom Wace. Tom Wace. <laughs> stops. Tom Wace. Stops on the race course. Bam! I slam in. I, I get over enough to where my front driver hits his oh, rear no. passenger and we launch up in the air and I land right next to him and I look over at him and oh, he is just God. cracking up. Like, and I'm like, you freaking... <laughs> Tom Ways, what are you doing? Yeah, Tom Ways, right there. Him and his mustache. And um, <laughs> anyway, so at that at that exact time, I'm like, Crazy Walker Evans is right. Don't follow too close in the dust. <laughs> Got to learn from the OGs. Yeah. So anyway, it's a funny story. That's that's awesome. Um, what was there like a thing you didn't expect from the whole off-road culture? You were like, oh, I never expected this would, I. You never expected something which will come out of the whole off-road. I don't know. I think that um, people don't understand what a family it is out there. You know, um, the year that we crashed, um, I had uh, the the next morning I had concussion sickness so bad, and uh, woke up in the in the RV and and I was puking all over the place, and um, wow. It was real bad. And so the EMTs came in and uh, they said, look, dude, you're not going to get better. Yeah. Like, you, we got to helicopter you out of here. Wow. And I'm just like, all right, what? I didn't care at the time. I was like, I'm so sick. I just, I need to feel better. And they're like, yeah, you're dying. If, if you don't get help now, you're, you're going to die, dude. So um, long wow. story short, um, they landed the helicopter on the short course, um, flew me out but everything was there. I mean, our entire setup was left behind and everybody from the community pitched in. They packed us up and wow. literally drove our junk home. So, so you never thought that this was going to be that strong of a community, like a family? It just is. You just, you know, you don't really, you take it for granted, but you know, when something goes down, everybody is yep. in there to help. Yep. And, you know, we've done the same thing at other events, you know, somebody gets hurt or whatever. I mean, everybody's down to help everybody else. Yeah. And I love that about the industry. Yeah. I think I've also noticed like, it doesn't matter like if you're following like certain company or something, if somebody gets hurt on the trail, people are there to like help 100%. you. Yeah. It's a 100%. strong community. Yeah. Um, looking back, back at your career, what would you tell young Matt Messer? Be patient. Have more patience. I think that's a big thing. Um, 
especially, like, I mean, if you're, if you're just in rock crawling, that's one of the biggest thing is take your time, be patient, don't force it. And, you know, I can't tell you how many cones and how many rollovers and just trying to, you know, just do it my way. And so, yeah, I think just being patient is, is a huge thing. Um, I think that uh, the do you think that sh the the clock adds like a lot of pressure when you're um, when you're like rock competing in rock crawling? Um, it can, but you know, as you get experience, you know, you learn to manage the time on the course. And uh, but there's still you know, when something goes wrong, not expected. That's that's the big thing. Is what's your plan B? What's your plan C? when something doesn't work out. Yeah. And when plan A doesn't work and then plan B doesn't work and you're on to plan C, that's when you start going crazy on course. That's when <laughs> I start going crazy on course. <laughs> and the spotter starts going crazy yeah. on course. Everybody's going crazy. Yep. Um, all right, so we're almost towards the end uh, here. On ending note, um, what's, I'm just gonna ask you a simple question. What is off-road? If you have to explain what is off-road? Off-road for me is the enjoyment of being out on the trail. It is the adventure of exploring someplace you've never been before um, and doing it with your friends, doing it with your family. That's off-road. Love that. Um, moving forward, uh, what are your plans for rock crawling and stuff or uh, going outdoors? Yeah, so uh, we've we've moved into some new market segments uh, with the recent acquisitions. Uh, one being All Pro Off Road, and then Wheelers Off Road. Both of those are very Tacoma centric uh, companies. So uh, really enjoyed um, the All Pro product lines. One of my favorite product lines, John Bundrant. Um, the highest tier kids still remember. <laughs> yeah, John. John is an awesome guy, awesome designer. Um, there's not much that I would change about the All Pro designs. We've we've made some improvements. Uh, big improvement was to the swing out bumper, um, but the overall product that John designed, the original Tacoma product line, is awesome, and we yeah. love it. Um, so that gives us the uh, gives me. Um, the enjoyment of now taking uh, our the newer Tacomas out on the trail and getting into that Overland market and that's fun. I mean that is a, just a really fun thing to do because you have all of your camping gear with you and everything's sort of integrated in with the rooftop tent and you know the, the the bed rack. You know we have the pack rack product which I love. So I've um, seen seen you like taking that all pro Tacoma out on trails and stuff, camping out on the lakes and stuff. Well, yeah, the cool thing about it is you can take that truck and you're comfortable enough in the truck to drive it. Like, I mean, I drove 1,500 miles round trip. I think we did what was that trips or uh, oh the uh, Sierra Trek Sierra Trek yeah yeah I did Sierra Trek and then I drove all the way to Grants Pass and all the way back, and it's like no problem. Yeah, and that thing's got you know. 37 inch tires on it and it yeah. tracks well it's easy to drive comfortable to drive and it was crazy to see when you did uh, when we went to um, Ball Mountain and you were crawling on that rock yeah I mean now I the truck like, is wow. fully built you know it's got every option you need it's got dual cases so super low geared 
uh, lockers, front and rear, chromoly axles. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's big and it's heavy, but you can now actually do some crawling with it. And so that makes it even more enjoyable. You're not, you know, beating the crap out of your, your junk. And yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Matt, for being on the show. This is it for this show. Um, hopefully this show was not all over the place. I think it was pretty constructive. I had a good time. Uh, thanks for being our first guest. Yep. Thanks for listening and watching. If you guys are watching, see you on the next one. Peace.